Welcome back to Switched On, a platform for our emerging generations who are looking at belonging to a community that upholds what it means to learn and grow from life's experiences in order to fulfill one's potential, becoming more switched on in the process. Enjoy the episode. Yo, 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 Mr. Braden, how you going, mate? Mate, very good. Good to be back in the booth. We've got uh, this exciting episode today. Yeah, very I'm exciting. Very Nah, sweet. So yeah, we are joined by the boys from Speak and Share, and we are here to listen and learn. How you going, fellas? Good, fellas. Yeah, we're doing really well. So big fan of the show. It's good to be on. Oh, thanks. We appreciate that. <laughs> um, boys, introduce yourselves to the guests for us. Who we got? Because we, we know yeah, we've only got, got... got two here. We got Ben, myself, um, and I've got Nathan beside me, and we're missing Mace, the uh, the other co-founder. But yeah, you got the two of us today, which is good. He's out on the tools, getting the getting to work, is he? <laughs> <laughs> He's in the, in the classroom with five-year-olds, I think. <laughs> I love that, so, um, mate. It's good to have you boys on, and um, we're keen to dive in to what you've been up to, because um, we know you're changing changing the game. But um, we always hit the, as you boys know, because you're frequent listeners. <laughs> Tom was going to hit you with the first question. <laughs> what did you boys yeah, do to get it. switched on this morning? Switched on this morning. Um, we actually played a game of table tennis. So, um, yeah, we, we got the arms moving early on and had a bit of a laugh. Then actually, yeah, Ben took the took the title this morning. So, oh. um, yeah, I'll, I'll give him that one. He, yeah, he watched me. But I think that's it. Did you do anything else to get switched on? Nah, morning? straight in the shower for me. Straight into a hot shower. Um, getting and, the muscles any cold up, at all? Uh, no, nah, no cold this morning. Yeah, it's it's about 10, 10 degrees in Melbourne, so stepping outside is <laughs> enough for me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, straight to work and straight to the table for a quick warm-up game before we get into a, a big day of work. Brilliant. Love what's it. The, uh, what's the tally? Who's the, who's the leader? I took the first game pretty comfortably and then I just went to Waterboy. So um, I'm going to claim that I got bored and I wanted to get into work. <laughs> Start playing with the opposite hand. <laughs> Yeah, sort of like that. Oh, sweet. What about you, Brad? What do you do to get switched on? Uh, so this morning I uh, got up. It's as, as you know, it's not that cold over here. It's not as cold. So I jumped in the cold shower, little walk, little read, little meditation, and um, then came to the office. So so the usual routine, but it um, yeah, it was good. What about you, Tom? You'd be sleeping with the aircon on when you were over there, yeah. Mate, you st- it is still hot, mate. You're still bloody sweating up. It's- Braden's got three <laughs> layers on at the moment. He's got a long sleeve of shirt and then a vest on top, yeah, mate. <laughs> style, mate. Style. We were, we were in snow gear over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, myself, I got up and then drove straight to the beach. I mean, it is, it's, it's not like beachy weather, obviously. We're in winter now, but like I still really love going to the beach no matter old time of the year. So I managed to just sit down. Quick breathe and then jump straight in the water and it's bloody nice morning actually. So then that was what got me switched on this morning. But then yeah, came straight to the office. It's good. So fellas, we um, run us through for the listeners out there that what Speak and Share is if they've not heard of it, which I'd be very surprised if they haven't. But run us through Speak and Share, what, what it's about, what it's involved in, um, how you guys got it started. Yeah, so... Um Speaking Share was created almost two years ago now. Um, we're now a mental health organisation and a charity, um, and we run school programs, sporting club programs, and also programs for workplaces. Um, and we're really in trying trying to encourage some of those tougher conversations. Um, our motto is a problem shared to problem half. So we're all about bringing awareness to mental health and connecting people and um, spreading a positive message at the moment. I love that. And it's- it's just it's so important at the moment just like i mean 
mean, although we're trying to do similar things over here, it's just I think there's never enough people that are trying to break down that stigma and that idea around mental health and just chatting to a mate, which is, I love it. Yeah, absolutely. And everyone does it in a different way. So um, I guess a big part of our approach is adding a bit of humour and just normalising as much as possible for the youth. Um, but yeah, you're right. There's a lot of organisations doing great things in different ways. So um, if we can all promote a message that will help people, um, hopefully it'll go a long way. That's one thing that I really loved about yeah, um, just even the Instagram at the moment. So like I've heard a lot of things other people and organizations saying about you guys, about saying lives and inspiring others to create change, but also making people smile on the side. And so like I've, I've gone through a deep dive on Instagram and had a look at a couple of the reels and that just made me crack up, similar to um, Inspired and Employed in the way. And I, and I love those fellas as well. So you're on to something. We're nowhere near them. Our acting is well, be- well below par. <laughs> yeah. If you if you go down to the bottom of our the very start of our Instagram, it's like borderline very embarrassing. Very funny. The message the message is there. It's just the acting and some of Ben's haircuts are just shocking, <laughs> questionable. We've grown a lot. We've grown a lot in the last couple of years. So on on that grown, I was going to touch on a bit later, but yeah, from from when you started your own journey, as you know, obviously how how the Speaking share got started, but you know, what was it like growing up for you and your growth from you know 15 to, to where you are now, and how what's influenced and been big, like I guess, impact on your growth growing up? Yeah, both probably pretty similar, I reckon. Like both from the Mornington Peninsula, which is southeast of Melbourne, um, both come from pretty like strong, strong families and connected families. Um, me personally, which is Ben speaking at the moment really good mum and dad. I still live at home with mum and dad. Mum still cooks me dinner every night, which I'm love, blessed for. Oh, um, still has me washing, so shout out to mum. But yeah, didn't have too much going on in my own personal life. Just played footy, pretty simple. Um, then in regards to like, the mental health space, didn't really know too much about it. Um, as we, we spoke before we jumped on the potty boys, like you don't really touch it within schools. Mm. Um, so going through school, I thought it was just, yeah, everything was fine sort of thing. And Went to uni after school, finished uni, um, was still flying, like was pretty happy growing up. And yeah, it was only until, yeah, one of my best mates um, took his life due to mental health issues that I sort of, you know, questioned myself on what is mental health, what does it look like? And it obviously affected me after that occurred. Um, and it's now a space that I'm incredibly passionate about. So um, yeah, I don't know what you've got on that behalf, Nate. Yeah, just I guess the experiences you go through, I guess, post-school, um, during school, it's very sheltered, you know, we, we both played footy, so our life was footy and um, hanging out with your mates. But I guess some of the experiences and entering adulthood that you go through, um, yeah, definitely challenged myself personally in many different ways, but um, overcame them and, yeah, here to hopefully uh, make a difference on other people who can maybe relate to our stories um, or find strength in them and um, normalise them as much as possible. Yeah, that's huge, lads. I love that. And just how you've really embraced the change in the last couple of years and just truly opened up and shown what it's like to be vulnerable and I, I, I really love that and I kind of um, relate to that over here like Brayden and myself like similarly grew up in that footy culture I mean Brayden not sure if you boys know but he was drafted to west coast and played a few games there and then um, yep. has been able to come back into um, happiness co now and create a pretty good career and at the moment that's oh, he's killing it at the moment but um yeah, just even back to that footy culture, like there's just that, I mean, obviously there's that change and awareness that continues to grow, but it's not nearly enough. Um, and so like I'm very aware that you boys are doing like your sports programs as well as the school and workplace ones, but I'd love to know what like the uh, the sports programs look like around these footy cultures. 
Yeah, so I guess we've built this program around the fact that we want to just connect the players um, more so as people. So um, whether you, you rock up to training on a Thursday night and you've had a bit of a crap day and um, being able to, you know, turn to one of your teammates and say, hey, look, mate, like, can I actually have a bit of a chat about today? Like, I've actually, this has happened or that's happened. But, um, you know, so I, I guess from our own experiences, there's been so many times where you've walked through the change rooms and, you've had a shit day and someone's asked you like, how are you going? And you just, you put on a brave face and you say, yeah, good. I'm going all right. And you sort of just run out onto the field and try to forget about it. But um, we're just trying to build a culture that um, allows people to embrace each other and by speaking and sharing. So um, our program is all about providing the opportunity for people to sit down together, um, work through different questions and just practice um, speaking and sharing in a, yeah, in a safe and vulnerable space. I think on the back of that as well, a sporting club is a, is a place where you spend a lot of your time, especially during winter over here. So it's a place where you can go and feel comfortable. Um, it's almost a home away from home, and it should be a place where you can have these tough and honest conversations. Gerard, you just brought that up because I was literally going to ask the same question. Like Growing up, you go, like people these days that are playing, no matter what sport it is, if it's netball, basketball, footy, it is your second home. So you go there, you train, you're hanging out with you know the same sort of people many days in, days out. How have you found from when you first started going into now and your own experiences, like how important it actually is to be able to, to talk, not just for a culture or a team aspect, but, you know, as an organisation, as a mental health, like how much has it helped, do you think? I think it's crucial. Like if you look at Collingwood, who obviously fine at the moment, um, fine me crazy, obviously you create an environment where the players can come in and express themselves and be themselves. Um, and they're just like a big family away from their own families and they're obviously playing pretty well on the field. So I think, yeah, the mental health space is something that clubs are starting to spend a lot of time and money on and um, it's probably not where it, where it should be, but it's definitely getting there, I think. Yeah, it's important, right? Being able to accept people for who they are, which I can imagine, you know, you boys, when you were playing at your local footy clubs, you would have, you know, put on, like you said, brave face or an act of who you really were. Yeah, 100%. Well, I think it's just yeah. tall poppy syndrome. Like everyone, yeah. everyone at a footy club puts a facade on like they're flying and they've got nothing going on. But deep down, everyone's always got something going on, no matter how big or small it is. So we're just trying to normalise those conversations. Yeah, huge. When did you fellas realise that you actually had the ability to create this change and inspire others to open up, do you think? Yeah, I mean, the three of us are actually school teachers ourselves. So um, during COVID lockdowns, we sort of came together and said, you know, we were teaching at the time and um, it was great and, you know, making a difference in kids' lives. But we said um, we could see that people were struggling at the time. So we said, you know, let's try to do something maybe a little bit more, or a little bit different. Um, and, yeah, we just started having a few conversations about what we could do. Um, obviously, the three of us had been through some pretty traumatic stuff in our life um, in relation to mental health. So... We, uh, yeah, we came together and said, let's uh, make an Instagram. We did actually draw a bit of inspiration from um, the, inspired, uh, the Inspired Unemployed. So Legends. we love what they were doing, but we were like, if anyone can maybe put a twist on mental health and start normally normalizing some of these conversations, that would be huge. So, yeah, we, we really started there. We made a video, put up a couple of posts. Um, the reception from the community was huge, and we, we saw a real opportunity to um, continue spreading this message. On the um yeah on the early post like oh I'm talking about the serious ones not the funny ones but there was a couple of um <laughs> like I was, mate like to share what you what the boy what you boys have shared 
um, that ta- that would have taken a lot of courage, a lot of vulnerability, and you wouldn't have known what would have come of it. But where did you develop that courage and that openness to sit in front of the camera and just talk about the struggles you've been through? And I guess yeah, that yeah. was probably because that was one so of powerful. Po- yeah, definitely one of the more daunting um, things we've done, and we sat on it for a while, whether we were going to post it or not. Um, it was, it was it was really hard to do, but we said, you know, if we can set the scene and set the tone for other people to hopefully find strength or relate to, um, then maybe it'll help one person. Um, and yeah, we put it out there. You know, being from a footy club, it's a it's a pretty scary thing to you know being feared of being judged. And um, we we ended up just doing it. But yeah, the support we got from those people around us was absolutely incredible, and um, it really inspired us to keep going. Yeah, that's that's huge, and and just with the whole with the emblem of speak and share, like in the colours, and I know Braden just like when you, I remember when you first showed me the page, and it's like oh look at these guys, and even the, and the flower, there's something that really like and it stood out to me, and just being able to sort of I don't know rem- remember it, a way of remembering the name and and stuff like that. But um, kind of want to get in into that, and just like instead of the flower, like kind of like I don't know planting the seed of the flower. So where did, where do you think like the seed? really came from because I, I know you mentioned before about um your mate uh josh i think it was that um uh took his life and then um also i think was it was the parents splitting up as well i think that was yeah yeah so my yeah my parents split up yeah yeah oh, you're saying bread bread no. so is that where yeah so i think off the back of what tom's saying is the speaking chair where did the name come from why the colors and why the like the flower is the logo yeah there's a few questions there um sorry boys well i guess the get i guess the colors we just wanted to make it as bubbly as possible um obviously like you got your mr winston's and all that sort of thing so um we just wanted a brand that people could relate to has a positive message and wanted to be short and sharp with the name we had a few names that sort of bubbled around in our heads which were probably too long um and then i don't know who actually came up with the speak and share in particular, but sort of, sort of just stuck. Um, it's pretty catchy, speak and share, speak, share. It's pretty simple. Um, and I think within the name, it sort of says what we do as well. We get people speaking and sharing. So that's probably a bit on like the brand side of things. Yeah, and the flower, we looked around for a symbol um, and we just thought we Googled the sunflower and, um, yeah, it came up with sunflower represents strength and perseverance through some of the hardest times. And, um, and there are flower that can, yeah, withstand some of the... Uh, the harshest climates so we said um everyone loves the sunflower um personally we do as well so that's why we chose the sunflower yeah i love that i can i just um and it just fits in really well with you know plant the seed and then you gotta actually talk which is like i guess caring Nurt- for nurturing it nurturing it, it. yeah and then yeah know, so conversation. Three, yeah our three our three values are um plant water bloom so plant you plant the seed um water you're checking with each other and then bloom you um you nurture each other's growth and really support each other yeah that was actually one of Braden's questions yeah core values because yeah we 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 go into that a fair bit and just like well Braden goes out to schools and um with with some of our programs and a lot of the core elements is like emotions and values because we think it's just so crucial for people to learn what their actual values are from a young age so I think that's huge like I love those three values that's amazing yeah absolutely thank you because they're not, they're not tra- like traditional. Like they're not like, oh, respect, integrity. Like it's a different way of putting a spin on it, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, 100%. It's just all about like what we're about. If people can start that initial conversation and keep checking in on their mates and then once they are feeling good and nurture that growth, um, the bird will be a happy place. So how do you how do you how do you do that? So if you're a young person like and you know your mate's struggling, like it's hard, like how do you what do you got any tips for people like um, to start yeah, that so difficult conversation? The one that's definitely worked best for us, um, personally as mates is finding the right environment to um, check in with your mates. So um, I, I guess backtrack to my story, I, I you know, was going a bit of a, going through a hard time with my parents and I was lucky enough to have Mace and Ben beside me. And one day they said, you know, do you want to just go get a, go for a walk? And um, we went down to the beach and we just walked around the park as well. And um, I, it was just an environment where I felt comfortable um, you know, they weren't looking at me eye to eye or face to face and they were just sort of walking beside me. So I was able, I didn't feel, I guess, pressured, but they also didn't really ask too many questions. They just allowed me to speak. Um, and I guess that was just a sounding board for me to get these emotions off my chest. Um, so finding the right environment where you feel comfortable, whether that's a kick of the footy or it's at the pub having a beer or, um, whether it's shooting basketball hoops, it could be whatever that could be, um, that's a big one for us. So, yeah, finding that right environment um, and making that person feel as comfortable as possible. Yeah, I think honesty, honesty is another one as well that I'm pretty passionate about. Um, if you notice that one of your mates is struggling, you just got to be honest with them. And you know what, Braden, I've noticed that you've been off. Like, you're okay. It's okay to have these sort of tougher conversations. And yeah, I think honesty is the best policy. Yeah, I love that. And even like with the two words, to speak and and share. So speaking is really just giving like for that individual having getting more. Well, building up the courage to and the vulnerability to open up and verbalize really what's going on in their head because I think that's one powerful aspect in itself. But then sharing, so sharing that environment like you mentioned, creating that safe and comfortable space where that you can build that trust and honesty. And like I love how you guys touched on it then, but um, there's even that aspect of being the mate and actually listening because a lot of the times for the listener, it can feel awkward or like they don't feel like they're the right person or like, if they're qualified, but Braden and I and um, at Switched On and Happiness Co, we often use the analogy like if you care, you're qualified, and I, I feel yeah. that has its like its own powerful meaning. And so, um, I think it's really important to encourage that for the listener to really embrace that like unconditional positive regard and just active listening and empathy. And you're not so much providing advice; you're just being there as their as their mate, and you're just listening and just taking in whatever they need to, and being a bit of a sponge, I guess. 100%. You don't have to have the answers, but if you can be a sounding board, it means that your mate has someone that they can reach out to, which is huge. Yeah. Nathan, I just want to um, touch on the... Because, you know, everyone can talk about mental health in terms of, you know, unfortunately, I've lost someone to suicide or I'm going through anxiety or, or this sort of thing. But from your point of view, because I'm, I'm similar, my parents divorced um, as well. And it is like it's a, it's a struggle. Like I've hard because sometimes you're in the middle you're trying to please both of them you know i don't all these yeah. sort of things but i'd love you to touch on how you dealt with that how you got through that because you know there's so many people going out there that are through that and i don't think that's talked about as much and it's something that i really struggled with um growing up as well yeah so um mum and dad they split up when i was 22 um and I guess growing up, I'd always been extremely proud of my parents for being together. So I remember going to school and, um, you know, you'd hear that one of your mate's parents would split up and I always just felt so, so bad for that person. 
Um, and I just, I just wish that would never happen to me. But I guess when it did, um, yeah, I was just extremely embarrassed um, and I didn't really want to face it at all. So it sort of became something that I tried, tried to avoid as much as possible. Um, I was actually away at the time, so I was up with um, Ben and Mace and we're having a great time, but I was just trying to put those thoughts to the back of my mind because I didn't really want to face it. Um, and that sort of went on for quite some time and um, eventually it just started bottling up. Um, and when I came home and I had to face it, um, I really wasn't in a position to do so and it sort of, yeah, really impacted my day-to-day -day life with playing footy and, um, you know, my relationships with friends and family. But I guess I was just, yeah, really lucky to have close mates beside me who, you know, did start that conversation with me and allowed me to speak. And um, I found the courage um, within myself to talk about it. And I guess once I once I did that initially, um, I felt a lot better and I thought, you know, i got to keep talking about it. It's the only way that I'm going to normalise it and start to feel comfortable with it. And, um, yeah, don't get me wrong, like, it's still still a bit of a hard thing and I like I don't love talking about it as much as possible but um I'm definitely dealing with it a lot better just purely from speaking and sharing yeah I, I appreciate you sharing that because I'm, I'm similar like it's it's still tough now um you know when you're trying to like mine mine live back home in Esperance so they come to Perth or my mum lives in Perth here and, and trying to balance time between each other and um oh I'm doing this I'm seeing them and, and it, it can be difficult at times so um yeah, yeah, I really appreciate you sharing that. No, thank you. And even just on the, um, yeah, once you're going through something and then, uh, yeah, building up that courage to really speak up to, to your mates, like once, you, once you're vulnerable enough to open up, it gives them permission as well. So it's kind of just that contagious effect or that domino effect. And so I guess that's what Speak and Share is all about, right? Yeah, 100%. It's pretty infectious as well, I reckon. Like once one person opens up, there's usually others around them that are going through similar things. So... Um, if one person can sort of pave the way, then there'll be others around that are going through the same thing and they can make it a lot easier for the, the, a lot of them to go through the, the situations that they're experiencing. Yeah, it's huge. So obviously we've talked about what Speak and Share is and, and how it got to where it is now, but talk us behind the business part of things. Like, you know, it's it's starting an organisation. It's Well, they're a registered charity now. Yeah, bro, yeah, registered charity. Like how did you get that ticked off how did you go through the process what was it like yeah it's a great question um but yeah we really wanted to become a charity um so we can be as transparent as possible and um we're actually lucky being a charity you have to have a, a board a team uh, a board so um we have a really we have a great board that are behind speak and share and um they probably don't get enough acknowledgement but they're doing a huge thing for us um they're all extremely um, experienced business people. Um, so they've been able to direct the, um, the direction of Speak and Share from a business standpoint, um, because if we're completely honest, we're, we're three young males without much business business experience ourselves. So um, we def definitely needed as much guidance as possible. Um, it's definitely been a journey, like we've learned a lot. Um, and I guess having them behind us as fast track just, you know, I, I wouldn't even know how much time, but um, we're in a great position now. Having the board, they're just yeah, they're a sounding board for where we want to go, um, and they're they're there to support us in the direction we want to go down. So you've got the board now. How did you find the early stages of just getting it going? Because I guess I mean for us, like switched on. It's a, I guess it's only really like not even six months old yet, and so I guess and yeah, you guys have just mentioned that it's 
around two years now and and having that board around he's been able to I guess fast track it which has just been I mean super impressive and it's just obviously yeah it's, it's sort of just happened organically it. sort of happened organically to be honest like um our four, first footy drop well just a business back then just had an ABN and a sort of bank account and a kid called Sam who's now our first employee bought a hoodie um, and he showed his mummy's hoodie and then his mum sort of reached out. She works at the Brotherhood of St. Lawrence. Shout out to Beck, absolute legend. Um, and then we sort of just met with her and then it just grew from there. She said, you guys, I'll introduce you to this guy, Daryl, who's now on our board as well. And um, then introduced us to another guy, Rick, who's also on our board. And they sort of just said, I think you should go down the charity route. Um, and then we were lucky enough that Daryl's had years of experience in the business world and sort of helped us thoroughly with that um, submission to become a charity. And that was about was probably a 12-month procedure. Um, but yeah, it's all, it's all going well now, which is good. I love that networking aspect because a lot of the time, like the opportunities that you get, it's not a, it's more of a result of, it's not where you know, it's who you know, but I mean, obviously knowing, knowing some things is obviously helpful as well. But yeah, if I, if I didn't know one of my mates, um, through uni, I wouldn't have been a happiness co and we wouldn't been able to do switched on with Braden. So it's amazing how those things turn out and just in that organic way. 100%. 100%. And we, yeah, we try and meet with everyone that reaches out, whether it's a young person trying to start their own clothing label or mental health sort of organisation or it's someone that wants to be a facilitator or someone that just has questions for a uni assignment because um, you never know sort of who is connected to who. So if you can meet with as many people as possible, it definitely helps you. Yeah, 100% agree. And like, and since, yeah, in, the, in, in your two years, being able to create this platform where people can learn and grow and then it's just been able to I've been able to see like on some of the reels and I saw, I saw you did that um that sweat and share which is with the run and man you got some crew down there and just it's just awesome to see that you've been able to create such a community that people want to be a part of yeah and I think that's all we've ever wanted to do we wanted to create a community that people could belong to um and that's what we're really seeing these days so um yeah it's, it's incredible to sort of reflect on it we don't we probably don't reflect on it enough but um you know, yeah, that, it's awesome. And we're really proud of what we've done so far. And you touched on, like, you, the uh, merch side of things. And it's not just about, like, you touched, like, that's how you generated the money at the start, um, you know, through through the merch. But it's not what it's about. It's you see someone else wearing a hoodie and it's like, oh, okay, they know I can talk to them. Like, even just that part of it, like, you see the speaking Conversation starter, yeah. It's, yeah, um, so... I guess with the merch, like we really wanted to personalize, personalize it, and that's why we've the direction we take with our merch is we attach a story behind mm. um, each garment. So I guess with the the latest one, the yellow one, it was all about creating change and um, I guess challenging the culture of mental health and taking a step forward. Um, and with our next one, we've dedicated it to one of our mates called Jesse, who has um, yeah an incredible family story, um, and we're targeting that at the moment. So that people can relate to that and then I guess they can wear that hoodie um, if they feel attached to that that story. Um, they can wear that with pride. Yeah, I love so that, That's beautiful, guys. And just because by creating something you're like tangible, it, gives, it allows them to give more meaning towards that thing because they're representing something bigger than themselves. 100%. And people relate to certain garments. Like we've had a range of people that have reached out. <clears throat> well, they reach out weekly but asking about like the green hoodie that we did six months ago because they sort of relate to that person and, and their story so it's pretty special yeah well, that's why I'm, I'm all over mine arrives at like 12 o'clock today i think 12 between 12 and 2 <laughs> mine's getting yeah in, jealous yeah, hey, i don't know how you managed to get that i went on the website the other day and everything was sold out and i was on there alarm was on set i think it was like 
four o'clock our time, maybe four, three o'clock our time. <laughs> like alarm was set and I was all over it. But because I resonated with the story behind it, you know, changing that yeah. because obviously that's what we do over here. So, um, and it's a nice color too. But um, who is the creator behind it? So who who designs? You know, surely one of the three boys is the creative one. Yeah, it's, well, this is Ben speaking now. It's definitely not me. I was going um, to I, 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 I already had this perception, mate. I couldn't have been you now. I'm just joking. <laughs> Gee whiz. I feel like it's nah, Nathan. Nate's the merch man. Um, we're both, yeah, thoroughly into our clothing, but Nate runs, yeah, the merch side of the business. And um, got a few graphic designers that are local from the peninsula that we work with that do the designs, but Nate's, yeah, the, the man behind the merch. Yeah, I love it. And is it, like you just said, local. So you try and keep most of it all local like local stories local businesses or like i know sometimes like it's it's hard to um, it's a lot more pricier in terms of the actual garment but in terms of the design and that sort of thing is it you try and keep mostly local yeah i mean i guess we've got we've got a few graphic designers um on board who we just know through the peninsula where we're from and um they're absolutely incredible and um yeah i guess we're trying to keep it as local as possible um in terms of our team, but hopefully we can get to a stage where we can expand and um, we, we have big plans to speak and share. So, um, yeah. I can, I can imagine it'd be going, you'd be taking this across worldwide, obviously, in terms of the speaking, the programs and, and that, is that a big aspiration? Yeah, it's definitely a dream of ours. So yeah. um, I guess we really want to expand at the moment throughout Australia and yeah, who knows, hopefully globally one day, but we think the message is simple um, and it's relatable for whoever that may be. So, um, yeah, we definitely see an opportunity um, wherever we go. Well, Legends, as I mean, as we as you guys continue to grow, Brayden and I will do, like, what we can over on the West Coast side to get get you, get the name out there for sure. I appreciate that. We'll have to send some budgies over so you can do your beach lesson in some budgies. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Can't wait for someone to come back. When, to you, get some, when you get some switched on budgies sort of thing, we'll send them over too. <laughs> Yeah, get on. <laughs> Extra small for Ben. <laughs> so, I just want to, what, what are the, so obviously there's long-term goals, so what about the short-term? What are you, what are you boys wanting to do? Where do you want to get to next in terms of, you know, do you want to get to Perth? Do you want to get to, you know, more, more in Adelaide, like more travel or more facilitators over here? Like what's the, if you, if yeah, you so can touch next- on that. The next one to two years is consolidating our programs in Vic. So um, we're going through the process at the moment of um, interviewing a few facilitators. So we'll probably get six to seven um, on board for, for this year and for next year. Um, really nail the programs on the peninsula where we're from and, and grow to regional Vic. And yeah, as Nate said, we're hoping to get to a stage where we're across every state in the country and have facilitators sort of running and facilitating the school and the sporting club program. Um, and then hopefully one day global, but we'll have to wait and see. And then, I've uh, got a few community events that we'll work on locally. Um, had a movement club last year, which we run, and we're looking at, at doing that hopefully interstate this year. So um, if you boys want to run for us in WA, that'd be unreal. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's all happening. And then we've got a, a grand idea um, that we're working towards. We want to, want to get a school bus and do a, a bit of a tour across the country and um, create a sort of a Netflix documentary in regards to mental health in the country. But, um, yeah, it's one day at a time at the moment. Yeah, I've, I've heard um, I've heard about the bus and yeah, that would be unbelievable to be able to do that across and just share multiple different people's journeys, their stories, their struggles. It would be, um, yeah, that'd be something that has, I don't know if it would have been done 
in Australia before, but it's definitely something that needs to be done. It'd be huge if he can um, pull it off. It'd be awesome. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Who'd, who'd be, dri- who'd be driving the bus? Do you boys uh, have your bus license? <laughs> <Bonnie Kids? laughs> Probably Mace. All right, Mace would be the bus driver. Yeah. Is Mace yeah. is Mace the sensible one? Is he like the more like? Yeah. He's yeah. a dad. He's a dad. <laughs> yeah, he's not a dad, but daddy Mace. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's definitely the most sensible. Oh, that's funny. So, yeah, with what about your facilitation? Do you boys, um, with the teaching side of things, what do you enjoy? Like, you would have. Did you actually get into teaching? Or did it, you finish your degree and then COVID hit and then you didn't Yeah, actually... no, we, um, yeah, we've completed our degree. So um, I guess Ben and I both taught last year whilst doing Speak and Share. Yep. Um, and Mace, he's still teaching at the moment whilst doing Speak and Share. So, um, yeah, I guess it's great that we're running programs because we, the three of us have a real passion for working with, um, with students and kids and um, being able to run our program still gives us that opportunity to do so. Um, yeah, like we, we've done a bit of work in the um, Tiwi Islands and we really want to, we want to get back up there and do a bit more teaching. Um, yeah. So it's, it's having that degree behind us is a great fallback. So um, yeah, we're lucky we, we completed our degrees. Yeah. I want to touch it. I was glad you mentioned the Tiwi because, what was it? What is it? What was it like up there? It's completely different. Um, yeah, can, like, what was the experience like, and how much did that open up and change your views and and things on the world? And um, completely different to obviously the inner city of, you know, Melbourne or Perth or you know. Yeah, I, I guess it's probably um, one of the best experiences I guess we've ever had um, personally. So, I get when you go to the TV Islands, you you really get to see what a community looks like. Um, and what culture looks like and um, being able to be in that position to go in there and experience their life and be embraced by um, such beautiful people. Um, yeah, it, it is life-changing, I guess, because um, all they all they really, they, they live around having their community, they support each other. Um, there's, there's a real need to still go there and help them, especially in the mental health space. But um, then again, you've got to understand their way of life and um, it's very different to ours. But... Yeah, we're very passionate and hopefully we can get back there. Hopefully, I think at the end of this year and do a bit of work and um, yeah, we absolutely love it. Yeah, I love that. And um, it kind of touches on a topic that we love to talk about in this podcast, just like different guests we get in. And most of the time it comes up pretty naturally, but it's just that aspect of travel and how like going out of your comfort zone and being, being able to build that perspective. And so I'm just curious as to other places you boys might have traveled to that just really gave you that perspective on the world. Uh, for me, probably um, Cambodia. Did a bit of voluntary work at, at an orphanage in Cambodia. Um, and some of the backgrounds like from where the kids come from is, yeah, just out of this world. Kids that have been dumped on rubbish heaps and then they got dropped at the school, don't have parents. Um, so that's pretty eye-opening. So Cambodia is, yeah, definitely one that sticks out for me. Yeah, and I, I've also done Cambodia and, I'd, yeah, I'd probably have to say that country as well. Um, the history behind it, but also just the way of living and, um, the, the simplicity in their life and how happy they are um, for their, for where they are is, yeah, it's incredible. That's, uh, I don't know what's going on here, boys, but we must have some sort of connection because mine was Cambodia. I went to Cambodia as well. And, um, there you go. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> like, and what you're touching on is we went, like, visited orphanages and got to build houses for a commute, like a little, I guess, a little village. Um, and you just, yeah, like you said, you just see how happy. They're all, like, living under a hut. You know, all happy and then you're building this little 
house just that's you know not very good it's some tin and you know on some wood but they're just so happy like yeah and they got nothing special. and you like that we had to drive like an hour and a half two hours out to to get to this place and you just the further and further you get out you just see there's just like it's rubbish there's you know it's piled up on the side of the roads it's you go to the the kids school and it's just like you know you give them some footies or you give them like some tennis balls and they're just over the moon like yeah i guess it's such a crazy comparison when you you go there and you experience that and you see how happy they are and you come back to um australia and people are living in 10 bedroom houses and are extremely unhappy so um yeah it's a it's a real eye-opener isn't it yeah it just comes back to like you said money doesn't make you happy like you know all these people they're probably happier than what most majority of the people are over here are that have got all this money and wealth and you know yeah, man, more money, more problems. So it's just... It's, <laughs> exactly right. Who said that? Tom. <laughs> yeah. What about um, your own like outside speaking share now? So what do you... Like, you've got teaching, you've got speaking share. The boys still playing footy? Yeah, so I'm still playing footy. Um, Mace is still playing footy. We're just playing locally. We did play a bit of BFL mm. um, for quite a few years ourselves. But, um, yeah, still playing footy. Really enjoy our surfing, um, hanging out with our mates, and um, we enjoy the warm weather. So winter's a bit of a struggle at the moment, but hopefully the sun comes. Sure. Up. What, what 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 positions you guys play? Kicking goals or down the back line? Sexy six. Uh, no, Mace is down the back line. He's a uh, he clogs up the holes. But uh, <laughs> myself, I'm midfielder. Ben played back in the day. He's played big, full forward. He's a big plugger. Full forward. Love that kicking bags. <laughs> Culture king. <laughs> <laughs> you just touched on surfing in Melbourne. Yeah. What, like... Four mil weddies. I was gonna, oh, is that... Yeah, I was going to say, like, what's the... I don't know the wets. I'm not a surfer. I'm yeah, you got the four, three out. So what... Yeah, that, sure. it's got to be cold, surely. It is. Yeah, summer's all right, but... Um, like, do you have the boots or anything? Or? Yeah, you get the boots, get the booties on. Um, Katmandu jacket. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Um, yeah, it's definitely cold, boys. Uh, yeah, the temperature changes pretty quickly, unlike where you boys are. Yeah, well, Ken fears to come to WA. You can take us down to Margs and then show you some good waves. Yeah, absolutely. Heard good things about Margaret River. So. Oh, great, eh? Um, we should definitely get over there soon. Yeah, we'll have to make that happen because it'd be, it'd be exciting. Um, just want to touch on a couple couple more things we can keep you, um, keep you with us. What's, I guess... We talked about the values, but vulnerability seems to really stick out as one of the biggest things. And I'd just love to know, like, there's obviously the definition on the internet and, you know, everyone says this is what vulnerability is, but what is it to you and what does it actually really mean? I think being honest and being yourself, like, people really struggle to be themselves. I think these days with social media, um, Instagram's obviously like a highlight reel of how well everyone's going, but... There's a lot of people that are sort of trying to be vulnerable through the socials now. And I think being yourself is, is being vulnerable. People are scared of what others think of them. Um, I know I did going through high school. I was a pretty anxious person going through high school. But once you are vulnerable and you realise that people accept you for who you are, um, it's pretty powerful. Yeah, for sure. Um, what was I going to say, Braden? I know. Help me, I, help me out. <laughs> now, another one is off the back of that, it's... You sort of started off one question. I, I've heard you started speaking, share off what more can we do or what more could we do? And yep. is that a constant theme still now that you guys ask yourselves? 
Yeah, it is. Like, um, I guess the hard thing with Speak and Share is um, we'll never truly know the impact that we're having on people because, um, you know, our message can be received in so many different ways, whether that's someone finds the courage to go talk to one of their mates or a psychologist or, um, or simply just admit that they're not going too well. So that's not something that ourselves we can measure. Um, but we do get a lot of great messages from people um, sort of saying, thank you, I was able to go um, see this person because I watched one of your latest videos. So those are really proud moments for us. Um, I guess we're always trying to evolve um, and we, we want our message to stay fresh for as long as possible. Um, so we're not trying to saturate um, our Instagram or our social media too much. We want every post to be a winner and um, everyone to... Um, yeah, still hear our message. So it's a bit of a tough question. Um, we simply don't know what speaking share will look like in 20 years' time. So it's a scary one. And that's what we're starting to try to brainstorm and yeah, really figure out what the impact um, of speaking share will be, um, I guess, in 20 or 10 years' time. Yeah, and you lads should be super proud because you're onto something big. And I'm, I'm so excited to see where it goes. And because you can, you continue to inspire us boys because they're like, from seeing other guy, other guys and what they're doing, it sort of sh like helps to shape them on the idea that we want to like sort of do it switched on and um, this in our yeah, in our kind of way. So yeah, super keen. And then for the listeners out there, uh, let us know where we can we can find yourself and your merch and and whatnot. Yeah, so all the work's really done through our Instagram, which is speak double underscore share at the moment, um, or through www.speakandshare.com. Um, we're really big on, we're going to get this movement club up and running, hopefully, um, satellite sessions around Australia. So we're going to have to be in touch with you boys and you guys can, you guys can start it over there for us. But, yeah, okay. um, yeah. we did it last year and we had awesome numbers. Um, but we had people from other States saying, how can I get involved? So, um, yeah, we want to provide that opportunity for as many people to come connect in a community environment. Um, go for a run and have a coffee and a chat after. So we'll start that with you fellas for sure. Yeah, it's and it's there's a few similar to it, but it's it's so big. And if you can do that, even if it is like you know having people over here do it, but you just collaborate. And I want to touch on collaborations and inspiration you've got, who your inspiration is. But biggest one is collaboration. And how do you how do you see collaborating with others as a powerful tool? in this area so, anyway. yeah collaboration's massive like as Nay said at the start of the party everyone's sort of got their unique twist and how they're going about working in the space but if we can all work together um, i think we just reach more people and, and have a bigger impact on on the community so um yeah it's crucial you collaborate you meet new people you learn how different organizations are going about it we've caught up with several from from melbourne and we've learned so much from them because they've been in the game a bit longer than us so you can pick their pick their brain and they sort of pick our brains about their socials which is something that they like um struggle with a couple of the organizations are honest and saying you know our, our socials aren't going as well as planned like how do you boys do that so if you can pick each other's brain um it goes a long way in helping both parties yeah i love that yeah and it's, a, it's purely like the best way to learn just bouncing ideas off others um i reckon what we've learned as individuals but also business owners and um, um directors of this charity um has been crucial so yeah, we're, there's been a lot of people through our journey who have helped us a long way, so we're very appreciative. Well, lads, if we've, if we've got any questions, we'll be sure to come your way as well because 
truly inspired. Absolutely. But um, yeah, even just yeah, back on the Insta, you mentioned just in that collaboration with other organisations, I've seen you go with Carlton and even Gary Ablett Jr., the little goat. Mate, the, not the little goat, the absolute <laughs> goat. goat. <laughs> I'm, I'm a huge Gary Ablett fan, so um, to have him come down to our fun run was surreal. But I'd freak um, out, eh? Yeah, <laughs> it was... Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just to have people like that supporting our message and um, within our community environment is absolutely incredible. And um, it's infectious for other people to want to be a part of it. So, um, yeah, yeah, truly mind-blowing. It is, in, it is infectious, but it's just a credit to what you guys are doing and obviously the message that you're spreading, what you're about, what the, I guess, the, the company is about, but what the movement is all about resonates with so many people and it's a credit to what you're doing but it's also going to see so much change and it's going to I guess change a lot of stigmas um, and obviously change the way people start to think about well-being not just being mental but overall like if you're doing different sessions like you're going to do you know coffee and speak you know social side of it then you're going to do sweat and run and and these sort of things and then you did the monkey movement is that right? Yeah, we ran a community event with them. Um, so they're a group based on the peninsula. So um, had all ages at that event. I think there was a few 17-year-olds and then there would have been a few 60-plus there as well. So um, yeah, we're pretty passionate about like changing the culture and getting into the schools. But the, yeah, the community events sort of tap into the older market as well. And obviously, they've got their own issues as well. Stereotypically, older the older generation don't really speak about what they're going through. So if they can come down to our run and sort of get talking, it's, it's awesome to see. Yeah, 100%. And on that, you had just said you had seventeen-year-olds, sixty-year-olds. How do you find they gel together and they talk like at these sort of things, these events? Yeah, I think um, I reckon the younger ones are actually really like paving the way for the older ones. So, um, I guess if we look at our following on Instagram, they are a younger generation, so probably between fifteen and um, twenty-five. But those, those people have parents who they go home and talk to or they have uncles and aunties and grandparents. So um, there's been a few messages from us where, to us, sorry, where people have reached, our parents have reached out and said, um, you know, my child wants to buy a speaking share hoodie. What's this all about? Or um, I saw my one of my, a, a sticker on my child's laptop and um, it's incredible to see and it really sparked a conversation between us. So those sort of messages, uh, yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, bloody oath. When just on a uh, little divergent question, when is the next hoodie drop? And then because I want to make sure I get one the next one because they're red hot, eh? Yeah, um, it's going to be on the 11th, so not long. What's that? Like nine days? Next Thursday. I'm there. Um, wait, is that the 11th? Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, next Thursday, whatever the day that is. But um, yeah, it's a really special, really special piece. This hoodie, so. Um, five dollars from every sale is going to be um, donated to Alzheimer's Australia um, because it has a really strong link to this story, which yeah. will be all posted pretty soon. Yeah, I'm glad you touched on the donation part of things. Like, how big is that part of what you guys want to do? You want to like everyone's like, oh, I want to make clothes because I want to earn money, right? But it's like. Yeah, that, that's going to generate money for the business and wealth and obviously programs and things like that. But that little bit, you know, five bucks from every um, jumper sold is going into Alzheimer's. Like, that's pretty powerful. And why why do you want to do that? And how, does, how do you see, you know, is it something that you want to keep doing in terms of 
charities or um, putting it into, I guess, issues like that? Yeah, we've done quite a few now. So we've donated mm -hmm. to Fight um, M&D um, and other, and other, and other um, organisations, but sort of just that pay-it-forward approach. So um, this story is dedicated to Jesse, um, one of our mates and his family, and um, we said to him, hey, like, is there a charity that you'd like to donate $5 from every sale? And um, this was the foundation that they'd like the money to go to. So, we, yeah, that's something sort of just that pay it forward approach. And if we can play a small part in helping another charity or an organization, um, yeah, then we'll be really proud for that. Yeah, I love it. It's awesome to hear. And it's so powerful to be, you know, and it helps people spread the message of certain challenges and, and, and stories that other people are going through. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's exciting to see where it all goes in the future and where and what other stories come about, I guess, is what I'm fascinated to see. Yeah, there's a, yeah, there's quite a few lined up. So um, trying to trying to make them as diverse as possible um, so there's as many people can relate to them. But, um, yeah, stay tuned. Yeah, so can. And we'll be sure to uh, include all the links in the show notes and whatnot just so we can, um, like, get as much awareness around your boys speak and share because we love it and then we know that a lot of the other crew in WA love it as well because it's the awareness around it's growing and it's excited to see how it spreads that wildfire I appreciate, yeah, appreciate that. that fellas thanks heaps lads and uh, thanks in for coming and listening for another Switched On podcast we hope you guys have a lovely day and we'll catch you in the next one thanks guys Elite. Thanks for listening to another episode. If you liked it, please like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, leave a review, all that jazz. We love your support and we'd love for you to continue supporting us. If you want more info and want to know what we've got coming up, please head to our Instagram, chuck us a follow. And even check out our website for more episodes, resources, recommendations, and lots, lots, lots more. Links are attached in the description below. Cheers.